0: These are the two upcoming hosts for a fall 2022 semester with Blush Podcast. Um, just uh, introducing ourselves. Um, my name's Ashley. I'm a, currently a junior at FIT, rising senior. I'm in TDM. And uh, this is my first gig with the uh, Blush Podcast I'm here with my co host. Hi, I'm Na. I am a freshman,
1: an AMC major, in my, well, currently. Semester. um and yeah this is also my first time doing something of the sort like this as well so it's gonna awesome. be
0: interesting yes yeah, so we're both uh new to the podcast format in terms of hosting but uh, we're definitely not new to listening to podcasts so um yeah like I guess we'll just get into it um our topic for this week is basically about um Gen Z's I guess, experience of the entertainment media, um, and what shows and books and media, like, have on us, like, what the effect they have on us is, um, and we just kind of, like, want to talk about that, especially with, like, all these new shows and seasons that are coming out, oh, um, and sure. things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely want to start, uh, with, uh, I guess a couple things that come to mind are, like, like you said earlier, maybe. I feel like, um,
1: Definitely when I, I look back, where I all started, obviously, as children.
0: Yeah. So, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I feel like growing up, there was, like, Nickelodeon, Disney Channel, mm-hmm. or if you were, like, a cartoon kid, Cartoon yes. Network. Yes, uh-huh. And I feel like the shows on there very much, like, probably shaped a little bit of our humor. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I look back at it now, I'm like, this shit is not funny. <laughs> like... This it's so fucking it's weird, so corny.
0: Yeah, it's very corny. Uh-huh.
1: Like I was rewatching iCarly mm-hmm. and Victorious, and I was like, "Why was I cracking the fuck up as like at these jokes uh-huh. like as a child?" Like I'm like the immense amount of feet stuff. Like yes, a lot of the like, the like
0: toilet jokes.
1: yeah. I was yeah. just like, "What the fuck is this?" But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like in my memory before. I would be like, damn, like, I wish I could rewatch all these shows because they were so funny, and then Mm -hmm. when I actually went and sat down and spent time to watch them Mm -hmm. and comprehend it and not just have in the background, I was like, this shit is not good.
0: (laughs) No, I I think uh, a lot of that, I've done that too, and I think, for me, a lot of it has to do with, like, my own maturity levels, like, I think... Obviously, when we were watching it, we were kids, and we yeah. were, like, our, our sense of humor was um, developing, and I think now that you're, like, a little bit older and, like, more mature, it's easy to be like, oh my god, like, I can't believe I thought this was funny. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, a good thing, but also kind of sad in a way, because your sense of humor is a lot more serious now, maybe a little more dark. I think um, so. I don't hmm. even know,
1: I, I don't even know where that probably came from. I guess they see gen z humor i guess as a whole as a society is like kind of darker yeah i don't know maybe because i don't know our society now we've like been through a lot it's like some (laughs) fucked up shit out here (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i don't know because when i was a big cartoon person yeah and even like the cartoons the good ones i see are pretty fucking dark as well like with courage the cowardly dog that shit was fucking scary Mm as shit I hated watching that shit Oh, that yeah, night. same here. Because it was just like, uh-huh. what... <laughs> or, um, I... The Amazing World of Gumball, that yeah. show was actually, like, pretty good, mm-hmm. and I could watch back at it, I'm like, that shit's kind of funny, like, yeah. they, they did their
0: thing. I know, I had so many friends growing up who, like, loved Adventure Time, and, like, we would watch yeah. that together, and, like, that was so fun. Um, But that shit was dark. It was dark, it yeah. It was dark like, as hell. Definitely, like, for a kid's show, Um, a lot of darker stuff going on, I think, I feel like a lot of that was more exemplary of our generation's sense mm-hmm. of humor than Know, like Hannah Montana, which might be more like millennial humor because it's, it came out like early y yeah. Um So maybe that could be an explanation for why. Um, yeah, no, I do find that interesting because there is definitely a divide in like humor when it comes to like millennials and Gen Z, even though we do so. we tend to get lumped together.
1: Yeah, we do. Um, and I feel like I don't know, but there's very like distinct like changes of how like, the media has, like, went, Mm
0: -hmm. you know? Yeah. If you understand, like... Yeah, definitely. I think, I don't know, a lot more, like, shows and um, entertainment that is geared towards kids and, like, tweens and teens is a lot more mature and serious than I remember it being. Um, I feel like it's the opposite now. I feel like... I
1: remember back then I was watching, like, it seems more now kids' shows seem more, like, very light. Oh, really? I feel like they are, because they would talk about, I think, like, periods and all other stuff, but then, like, when I look back at some shows now, I haven't watched Disney Mm -hmm. Channel in a while. Mm -hmm. But when the switch was happening, I was like, oh, Oh, our light just went out. Spooky. But (laughs) um, when I would watch it, it would be like, I guess Andy Mack was kind of the last one that I guess was part of our generation as children,
0: mm-hmm. where it
1: was pretty dark. I didn't finish it, though. I didn't even.
0: Yeah.
1: But it was, like, about this girl, and her sister is actually her mom, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I feel, like, now it's, like, very light, like, with stuff like Bizarre Bark. Oh, yeah, and you're right. Mm-hmm like, kiddish. Like, kids are actually kids in Disney Channel now, I guess.
0: Which is so interesting, because, like, I mean, I kind of see that, too. Like, there's a lot of things that I was exposed to, like, as a kid, like, watching shows that was actually marketed towards, like, my age group that I felt like maybe I wasn't supposed to be seeing yet. Um, But who knows? I think I've noticed what you're saying a lot, and, like, Like, I went back home for spring break, and I was just driving around the neighborhood, and I saw, like, all these kids coming out of high school and, like, middle school, and they all looked, like, I couldn't tell how old they were, but they all seemed really young. Like, they were all wearing, like, hoodies and sweatshirts and, like, leggings and backpacks, and, like, they just looked like kids. Like, they weren't, like, super gussed up and dressed up like that, how, I guess, they're portrayed on shows like Euphoria or... Yeah. um, Which is so interesting to me. Um, Because I feel like...
1: Back when we were growing up and the TV shows on there, I feel like the kids were teens. It was yeah. more teen based. But now right. it's like actually when I see stuff, I'm like, oh, they actually look like they're twelve or thirteen. Yeah, or which I think is healthy. They look young.
0: Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's just a healthy thing for sure. I think. Um, yeah, there were some things like watching, like like you said, Victoria. Sorry, Carly. It's some things about that, like that weren't healthy. Um, I think for a lot of us, like growing up, um, just like different. As like, views on body image or, like, just the people that they would have on the show, like, weren't very <laughs> inclusive, I feel like, yeah of, like, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I feel like there's a little bit more of, like, a an agenda for that. Yeah, like, they're trying now. Yeah, they and... are trying. I mean, uh, however, I do think, like, some things that are lost in that, Um, like, some of the shows now, I don't know if, like, it comes with them trying to be more inclusive is, like, I don't know. It seems like there's just something weird and, like, different about the shows Mm -hmm. that come out for kids now, maybe it's because we're not watching them? I I don't know. I think so. I think- I don't know.
1: I think as we're talking about this and Mm -hmm. how we're looking at it as, like, an outside view. Right. Because, like, we're probably biased because- we haven't watched Disney Channel in a long <laughs> True, time. which is a probably you know? good
0: thing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and like all my friends who do watch it um, are watching like old stuff like they used to watch. Like when yeah. Disney Plus came out, um, everyone was like, oh my God, I'm going to like rewatch like all the episodes of Wizards of Waverly Place. I tried um, and I, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't given not... what it used to. Yeah, but... it wasn't because it's just so like simplified and just easy to understand. It just, it kind of, ugh, it's just hard to watch because it's so, there's like nothing there except yeah. for like, you know, it's, like, a little slice of life every episode, and Mm. that is kind of, it's just kind of not entertaining after a while, which is why, like, certain shows, like, maybe that's why, like, shows like Euphoria are just so, um, I don't know, and, like, Riverdale are just so, I don't know, grabbing of our attention.
1: But even that, I feel like it's not even, well, Euphoria, I'll get back to that, but Riverdale
0: Mm -hmm. now is not... It's yeah, not it. Like, it's so funny. Like, I never really got into Riverdale, but I knew so many people who were into it, and I just, um, I couldn't really understand, because it did seem super out there, just, mm-hmm. like, non, like, super fantasy, not reality, even though it tried to kind of be that way. But with stuff like uh Riverdale, I feel like they're just trying to,
1: to stay relevant. They're mm-hmm. grabbing at so many different, like, genres, or they're looking at what is trendy right now and right. they're, like, pulling from it. Like, in the beginning, it was, like, a murder mystery, mm-hmm. which was good. I watched the first season yeah. to the third season, and then that was when it was, like, starting to get weird. And I was mm-hmm. like,
0: no, thank you. Like an underground, I heard there was, like, an underground, like, fight ring. Yeah, then, like, like
1: their house down. I don't even know. <laughs> the last time I, like, heard what was going on was, like, they're out of high school finally now. They're not doing weird shit in high school anymore. They have superpowers. Oh, my Um, God. There's the multiverse. There's witches. (laughs) Cheryl, one of the characters is not really Cheryl. Cheryl is her (laughs)
0: great-great-grandmother. Oh, spoiler alert. Yeah. If you wanted to watch this crazy season of Riverdale. I doubt it. (laughs) Spoiler.
1: I don't think you're going to. But, yeah, I was just like what do they think is this is something that we like it's mm-hmm. like what is giving them this information like right. who is
0: who's writing this who's on the
1: team because <laughs> this is not they don't even I don't even yeah. think the actors like it where are they <laughs> getting their their information that we're actually going to consume this I don't know I feel
0: like there's no thought in it yeah it could be like what you're describing which is kind of like marketing grab or just yeah i um, like a Floyd to kind of get more views and be that show that's talked about the most, which Mm -hmm. I felt like Euphoria was trying to be in the last season, and it kind of, I mean, I liked a lot of parts about it, but it just, it went in that direction a little bit, and it kind of lost what I liked about, like, the first season. Um, Not to say it wasn't, like, a good season, like, I I was entertained by what happened in season two, but was it really as deep and meaningful as season one? I don't know. So I feel like mm-hmm. people watch TV for
1: escapism mm-hmm. in a way, like, and it was the first season definitely did that. Mm-hmm. Like you were definitely feeling the euphoria, yeah. Like you feeling were the lights,
0: the yeah. costuming, which ugh, I will. I mean, even in season two, it was still really good. Um, the costume and the makeup and everything. Um, which kind of I guess adds to mm-hmm. the show's um. I guess, draw-in features, like, what people watch it for. Yeah. But, I mean, there are other aspects that make a show good, so. But I feel mm-hmm.
1: like, I don't, I think it's the flaw with it is that it's only written by one person.
0: That's true, yeah. He Sam was, Levinson, he's yeah. the
1: Tyler Perry <laughs>
0: of, like,
1: of <laughs> he just He is. Oh, Sam TV. Levinson. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he writes everything, and I don't, yeah, like, he there's did. so many, mm-hmm. like, continuity eras throughout the show i'm like okay so what happened with this plot okay mm-hmm. are we not gonna see what happened with sis and this like i don't not it rhyming but yeah but with all that stuff i'm just confused yeah. i'm entertained but i'm just like confused like
0: huh i know he and, did kind of take um i mean he has some experience in a lot of what going on the show like his drug addiction and like some of his childhood he kind of used as a basis for writing Mm -hmm. um, which is valuable like writing from experience is always so important but um when you take kind of creative control like that and I remember in season one I I heard someone talking about season one and their experience with it and how collaborative it was and season two just being more of his own like self-insert story and just losing um that kind of nature of working together to create something that was super personal, and it just became like the Sam Levinson, like, show, which nobody wants, uh, unfortunately for him. (laughs) And I feel
1: like with that, too, like, there's, because he's just taking from experiences, Mm -hmm. there's no nuances on race, right? like, or Mm -hmm. sexuality, or anything, Mm -hmm. because there's no writer's room with Mm -hmm. those type of people, so that's, like, the only thing that I'm like, sooner or later, that if these plot holes are still not getting filled, we, I guess, the audience as a whole get unfulfilled and get right. bored. And yeah, leave the show behind.
0: Personally. Right. And, yeah. yeah, it does suck because I feel like this season, it was so nice to see, um, like, new actors. And, uh, like, a lot of the actors were just people that they kind of scouted. hmm Just out of nowhere, which is really cool. And, like, something I wish I saw more in Hollywood, which because even within the show there's both new um faces and new talent but there's also a little bit of nepotism in there which you can't escape yeah Yeah. (laughs) you can't escape that in hollywood unfortunately but um yeah it was just nice to see that but uh, there were some pitfalls with that um that aspect of the writing which kind of sucks but i mean there were also like new shows um Um, I don't know if you've seen Bridgerton season two, but I really liked it. Actually, compared to season one, I liked it as well. Mm -hmm. It was just
1: so much heavy breathing, so much heavy breathing, so much yearning, (laughs) and just like using all of the senses. I was like, "Oh Jesus, this is too much!" Like you're like at some points, like I I don't know, maybe because I just don't impatient mm. i was just like i don't really like the slow burn that much oh or, okay i don't know like mm. it took them a while for it i didn't like the lady whistle down whole like plot that much mm-hmm. like and also i didn't fuck with eloise spoilers again <laughs> but
0: <laughs> yeah but at least, mm-hmm.
1: it was just it was escapism, mm-hmm. and also it made me think about even dating in general today, and it definitely, like, that influences us now because I re- I'm a avid TikTok user, I should stop. <laughs> um, I should probably delete it soon. And I'm,
0: like, struggling right now with that as well. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but since I started new projects, I haven't been using it, so Yes, new projects, it. new hobbies. But, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> But I've been seeing like a lot of like stuff that it's like, oh, I want to be courted. Like, shit, yeah, I want to be courted too. Like, honestly, I I I would like to like go to a ball and yes, I don't know, like dance with the suitor and. Da-da-da. I'm saying that now because I've never experienced it, but mm-hmm. I know the hoes back then they were struggling. <laughs> so obviously, I shouldn't be talking. But yeah, mm-hmm. I feel that way too. Like, I guess you look at as the view of that, like, oh, everything was sunshine and rainbows, because look at how Bridgerton uses diversity, with that one plot line that I remember from the scene in the first season, all because of uh, Princess, Sh- no, Queen Charlotte was black, and also she is allegedly black in real life, mm-hmm. that, oh black people and people of color start to get rights that's not how randomly yeah that's not how it would work. suddenly, like where where would they get that spurs (laughs) Uh of land like Uh just when they finally got married all right black people could have money now like Mm -hmm. how how does that work it's it was Uh i was just like okay i would love to i think it's because it's real life Mm-hmm. But they portray as fantasy, so like people right. don't really think about it that much, and
0: I know it's a way. it's hard because um the books that I mean it was based off of like a book series in a way um and that book series I think was written um primarily as like an escape for like women at the time period yeah. to kind of like go into their book and like feel like things that they probably weren't feeling from their marriages or the relationships at the time. I don't even which, know
1: when the books were made. The I books were made
0: eighties. Like, 80s? 80s. Yeah. But like, um, sis, I know
1: she did not write. uh, What's his name? The Duke as a black man. She I know. Did not. I know. Sir was the. Whi- I know all yes. the main characters and, uh, are white. Yeah, so, exactly. So, so I'm just. Uh huh. I don't know. Should I be happy? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. For the
0: addition of the diversity. Yeah. Like? Yeah, that's or. definitely like a Shonda Rhimes um, influence, which I definitely. love. Um, gotta love Shonda Rhimes for a lot of things. Some things are they get lost, but for the most part do love her. Um and what I I I did love the diversity and I think for you know the fan service aspect of it, like offering many people a chance to kind of maybe self-insert themselves into this world that does not exist, never has existed, unfortunately. Um but a beautiful world full of flowers and pretty dresses and like you said, courting and suitors. Um but what does get lost is I feel like the show has an opportunity to kind of delve into the issues regarding race and it kind of just brushes that over yeah um which for an escapism like reality fantasy show i understand but for a show that has the opportunity to kind of break into and kind of bring up subjects that other shows aren't talking about i feel like the
1: conversation about race is more uncomfortable Mm -hmm. but they talk about class all the time with the two characters of penelope Feather and nice. and stuff like yeah a lot so I think that's the only thing that I feel like there's a problem with race mm-hmm. race is a, a touchy subject between all mm-hmm. and I feel like it's weird you know? I don't know yeah it's
0: like it's hard to kind of bring it up in a nuanced way I guess in a tv show which is meant to be sort of entertaining um but a lot of shows I think do a good job of that like more, I don't know, more shows that I guess that are focused on doing that, perhaps. I
1: can't name any Two personally oh,
0: that that you think have had like a solid effect. I feel like I don't or know, a solid conversation, A conversation, but they're all focused on that. Like Dear White People was focused on that. I watched that, not the best, not the best, <laughs> but I remember that it was like I remember when that came out, I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like, like there was a show about like talking about this and addressing this, which I feel like not a lot of shows do, and I wish that more TV shows did it um like included it in their writing instead of like well, making making it the focus cuz if everyone kind of just added some sort of conversation about class, race, gender in like their writing, I think we would have more well-rounded material. But again, this is all entertainment. It's all, you yeah. know, made for making money and making people, you know, tune in, watch, get that, you know, streaming service. So, it's kind of hard, I guess,
1: but it is cuz sometimes I'm like, okay, I would like there to be nuanced conversations. Mm -hmm. But I feel like when... Everything that involves a nuanced conversation and, I guess, entertainment, it all has to do with struggle stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. I do not want to see any more, like, black people dying. Yeah. Or black people getting shot. Or I just want to see a love story. Or I want to see a fantasy story, like, coming of age. But Uh also... I understand you can't really talk about some of those things because, it's in like. I guess you can't be removed from those things because, it's part of everyday life. Because you can't have a coming of age without talking about race among black people. Mm -hmm. So it's like it sucks. It does suck. I feel like like, I just want to be. It just I wish it was just regular.
0: Yeah, but everything mm -hmm. has to
1: be something. Yeah,
0: I know. I've noticed that too. Like there, there's a lack of. just entertainment in which the, like, the leads are, like, not, like, white and cis and straight, and they add, like, it can't just be about their love story. It has to be about, like, some other things. Like, it can't just be, it can't be written the same way that, I guess, a quote-unquote, like, conventional love story, like, The Notebook would be written. Mm-hmm. Because they just, for whatever reason, they won't allow that to happen. And I think, you know, you can kind of talk about, um the struggles that each, like, pe- like everyone goes through aside from, <laughs> like, the typical, like, white cis experience mm-hmm. without, like, making it, like, a huge, like, um, plot point, if yeah. that makes sense. Because that does kind of detract from the fa- fantasy aspect of it and, like, the love aspect of a lot of rom-coms. So, no. yeah, I mean, it's like, frustrating. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, in many shows... I feel like why sometimes I would think like why isn't the person of color the main mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. or like not even just the person of color or like the not the different acting person yeah. but like when I look at shows like oh like iCarly mm-hmm. and Victorious and like um, even movies today mm-hmm. I watched. I watched Moxie on Netflix like two years ago or a year ago, something of the sort. And I was like, why why is the white chick the main character? Like, <laughs> there was the black chick who was like, I guess, a feminist.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And also more, she went through more struggles and was experiencing more. Sis was just in the sidelines watching this girl go through mm-hmm. stuff. But then she was like, okay, let me make a magazine about her or something. I don't know. Yeah. Or Tall Girl. Like, um. her... All she is is tall.
0: <laughs> like, I'm like, no, she's just tall. and it's, <laughs> I remember that. That will never, ever... I don't think there's any redeeming qualities about that film. Like, I mean, it's... I don't know. Some people really like it because it's, I guess, again, like, taps into that silly little just uh, self-serving kind of uh, rom-com which. I understand, but I don't know. There's so many, I feel like it's 2022, we can be making things that are different. Mm-hmm. And I don't see that, but, which is why I really like Bridgerton season two. And I really like seeing, um, I forgot that act- actress's name, but, um, Kate Sharma, the actress for mm-hmm. her in the lead, which like you don't see often. And I was reading comments about people, um, like who are Indian and, um, like, Desi, and they were talking about how, in, even in, like, Bollywood, like, they don't cast, like, yeah, dark-skinned dark skin. Um, Indian women, and they're, like, it's so nice to see, like, someone who actually looks like me, like, on the screen, like, getting that man, like, getting yeah. that dick, um, so, <laughs> um, and it, it's just, like, I guess that's something that we seek and we look for in entertainment, is to be, like, represented and feel like we can be a part of it, because, I mean, that's what I think Bridgerton was originally written for. It was written for, like, the women to escape and, like, find some solace and, you know, tap into that, you know, sexuality. Yeah. And that is what the show is about, I think. And I what I really liked about season two was that there, you didn't like it. You didn't like the slow burn. But I really liked the slow burn and the, and you're just, like, waiting and the pining. And I like that so much more than the gratuitous sex okay. in, like, season one. Or I feel did you like,
1: like the gratuitous sex. Instead? I do know. <laughs> I look a little wobbo, but um I feel like it was supposed to be like we're supposed to see their friendship blossom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I feel like Daphne and the Duke's character Simon, I feel like their friendship blossomed more than mm-hmm. uh Kate's and Anthony's because it was all lust between them. It seems like all we saw was just between this, who Kate and Anthony yeah.
0: in the beginning because it was just
1: like in the beginning it was just them arguing and then intense sniffing and <laughs> staring and heavy breathing I
0: can see like, that yeah I I don't know
1: because when I I don't know maybe I need to watch it over again <laughs> but when have I seen them have like a conversation conversation a deep one or them just joke they joked around a little bit during <laughs> their like little what the fuck <laughs> their
0: little game their game their croquet, 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 croquet 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 yeah I think
1: Okay, yeah, um, but mm-hmm. that part, yes. But when have they had a conversation about true. just like regular shit like you see that between like at the art show and then what art show, art gallery showing, yeah, party day, or when they're having ice cream? Although there was that was a little bit of a lusty scene <laughs> of yeah. him like licking the spoon, and she was like, mm. but <laughs> like at least they were having a little bit of a conversation between that and they grew a friendship yeah. first, but it was still lusty with a lusty friendship. Mm-hmm. But this was just a lusty
0: lust. lust. Yeah, yes. it was all I, the lust. I can see that too. I think towards the end, like, there was, like, a growing, like, respect, um, which was nice. And I uh, it, I think it started off better maybe, and like, throughout. It was, like, a little bit better, like, the relationship mm-hmm. aspect for um, Daphne and the Duke. Um, whereas in, like, season two, it grew a lot more gradually for Anthony and Kate, which was nice, and it ended on, like, a good note, and, like, her sister had, like, character development as well, um, which was nice to see, and, yeah, it was just, uh, it was nice that they also talked about, like, the kind of class warfare that was going Mm -hmm. on with, um, like, Kate's, like, background with her dad and everything, and, um, I felt like that was refreshing, but... Anywho, um, <laughs> there was some other things going on that, I mean, it wasn't the most perfect show or season. No, no but not.
1: it was, let's see what's good. We'll see. I don't yeah. even know what they're going to do in season three, because who gives a fuck about Benedict? I don't I know. know. The artist?
0: I, who I know. Who I really thought that they were going to, like, make him gay. I was like, please, like, make this man queer. And they just never tapped into that. I was no. like, we need, I need to see more of this, like, weird queer, like- I think they're trying <laughs> to follow the books a lot. So I I hope not
1: do that. I think all they Mm -hmm. they will do is probably change the race of the chick, but I don't know.
0: Well, hopefully, Mm -hmm. I'm crossing my fingers, and I hope to see some some queer relationships in season three. And uh, because if they can be, you know, accepting of everyone, apparently out of nowhere, snap your fingers, Mm -hmm. and there's nobody sees color anymore, then why not, um, you know, include some like different some non-straight relationships that would be wonderful um any new shows that you have i feel like
1: i what have i been watching i i've been watching abbott elementary i think that's cute Mm -hmm. i feel like also i've been watching i watched minx on hbo hbo max has Mm -hmm. been like my thing i've Mm -hmm. been obsessed with hbo max also watching like old shows like for some time before so I started new shows, I was watching Gossip Girl, and I finished the whole see- I It's yes. like my comfort show now. <laughs> Although, like, obviously, like, I'm just watching rich white people complain.
0: Which is kind of, like,
1: the whole basis of that show, which
0: yeah. I, I honestly love watching horrible people do horrible things. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what everyone loved about Gossip Girl was just watching, But they had no consequences. Which, I feel like Yeah, which was, like, kind of frustrating. But, yeah. I mean, it is realistic. Like, rich white privileged people don't really have consequences for their actions. So, in a way, it was true. Maybe more of a realistic show than, than other ones that we've been talking about. But so. the new one, I feel like that's the, oh, the thing that... the new Gossip Girl.
1: I feel like the old one was on the border of millennial, and Gen Z was, like, the yeah. beginning. Mm-hmm. So, like, older Gen Z, and I'm not part of that group. I so I am either, I am. either yeah. maybe. So, it's... I'm looking from it... At an outside lens as well, right. but with the new one, I'm like, damn, what happened to the old money aspect where bitches Honestly. are just murdering people and getting away with it? There's nothing of the sort. It's just it's just I don't even know how to, it's a very it's giving very much new money, and yeah. I don't know. I don't not know. that it's because it's diverse, mm-hmm. but I mean because like just the how they act. I don't know how they act. It's
0: like Yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't really match up. I feel like there's like some dis like continuity between how they think we act, like the writers think, you know, people our age, like people who are in college or in high school act now versus what is actually happening. Because yeah. like I said, when I went home this weekend for spring break, um I encountered a lot of like teens and like middle school age people and they were not like portrayed in the same way like I talked to them I met them I mean it's just not realistic um which some people again like there's this argument like is it better for shows to be more unrealistic because it's more entertaining or is it better for them to tap into that realism like is there a happy medium between that like what is in you know what is good and like what is bad in terms of like realism and fantasy and in art and it's hard to figure that out because everyone's preferences are like, no.
1: So, I know. I feel. I don't know. I also put Pretty Little Lies. That was all in the same range of Pretty Little Liars. I never watched The Fosters. Oh, I don't the remember Fosters? I would go on MTV when I was really little. Bad mistake for, I don't know, maybe any of those future parents out there. Don't put TVs in your kids' rooms. <laughs> yeah. But I would watch, like, Pretty Little Liars. I was I was kinda of obsessed with Pretty Little Liars but I can't watch that shit now. Mm-hmm. Or like Gossip Girl. They all did wild shit but didn't have any consequences. Right. None of them. Yeah, so,
0: no
1: one. I don't know. I don't I don't know if that influenced us as well. Maybe
0: not. Maybe. I feel like I mean the no consequences thing, um, I feel like was more of like a entertainment value because and trying to make us like them. I feel like the reason they maybe never got in trouble was because we didn't really want them to. We wanted to keep watching them, like, be dicks, maybe. So, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Another show I've been watching, I don't know if you've um, seen it, like, season two for the show Russian Doll came out um, oh, yesterday.
1: I tried to watch the first, the first season,
0: season, didn't get through, yeah, but I'm terrible it's, at watching things. Yeah, I mean, you should try it again. I think what I had trouble sometimes is because that show is like, super slow and, like, mm-hmm. it takes time, it, like, builds as it keeps going, um, which I'm seeing in season two, so if that's another show that is, like, feels real, mm-hmm. but it feels palpable, but at the same time... Her dying and like like reliving her birthday and over over and over again is not realistic. But the way that they film it and the way that it is written makes it feel like it could happen. And she, her acceptance of it is very um, realistic, I suppose. So. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that's her just her personality. Maybe that's just Natasha Lyonne just accepting the crazy shit that happens to her. Because oh <laughs> I love Natasha Lyonne, but. Um, Yeah, it's it's really fun to like watch these new shows come out because I'm always looking for some new entertainment and I don't know we'll see. I'm not sure what else is coming out soon, but
1: I feel like movie wise, Mm -hmm. everyone's a big Marvel fan. I feel like there Uh, hasn't been it's just been blockbuster central lately. I know. I don't. I'm not looking. Well, I guess maybe the new Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, that one. I think that's it. But I don't know. With that, Mm -hmm. I feel like there's no, I guess A24, I feel like. Oh, are, any A24. Mm-hmm. Are, I think our generation's very much A24. Yes. Obsessed, which
0: it's a I like. good thing. I do like A24. Um, so, I mean, you also touch on that too, oh, excuse me, touch on that too, um, which, like, there's some things, like, I think there's a new show, it's kind of like about it's like a musical i forgot what it's called but it's it's by twenty four. but it's like a happy musical thing i'll look it up but it's it's like a teen coming of age story about like this girl who's like in love with her sister's boyfriend or something like that but it's like a whole Oh, you haven't seen uh, any ads for that, or oh, maybe no. just me. Okay, well, I'll look it up later <laughs> and like let you know. But yeah, like they're they're coming out like so much stuff. Like I, I remember I saw um, Zola in theaters. I saw Zola too. It was really yeah, fun. That I was liked it. that was good. I really really love um, when they make fit like who ho- whoever Hollywood anyone makes indie films about things that crazy stuff that has actually happened, mm-hmm. and then like kind of puts their own spin on it. And I really like the way that that one came out it was gorgeous <laughs> but also like super funny and yeah. on point the african accent was very bad with that diagram. yeah <laughs> i don't even know his name
1: but the he's an actor he plays Ali in euphoria but the african uh-huh. accent was not at oh, that was, oh my god that was it, him. yeah oh my god i don't even remember that wow that was him. oh my god but yeah i feel like we are a 24 obsessed like it shows like hered. What movies like Hereditary and Midsummer, ah,
0: mm-hmm. How do you say it? You say Midsummer. Midsummer. I yeah. say Midsummer. Midsummer. Ooh, so fancy. I the, oh, yeah. I'm I get what you get mean. To- Maybe I should, you know, be a little extra. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I don't know. Like I, those shows, like not shows, those films scare me, but also like. In a good way, like do you like a big horror fan? Or... I'm not
1: a big horror okay. fan. Okay,
0: is that no. why you maybe like A24 because it's not like quite horror? It's like a mix between horror, but like also it's thrill-
1: I watch thriller ass stuff because mm-hmm. I feel like I don't like shit that I feel like can happen to me. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like every time when I watch true crime, I don't watch any true crime that I believe that could happen to
0: me. Like I, I watch like
1: those hear me? Yeah, I like culty stuff like things talking about cults, like oh, Charles yeah. Manson, Jonestown. Like, mm-hmm. I also love 70s stuff. I've been watching Manx
0: yeah. about, like,
1: the the chick who, about, like, the creation of the first, I guess, female empowerment, like, male porn magazine. Oh, my God, I've been meaning to see that. That sounds so Yeah, fun. and they're, like, just showing just dicks <laughs> all the time. But I just like things all 70s around, and I think that's, like, Escapism as well. I feel like our gen I feel like I guess our generation is obsessed I feel like every generation is obsessed with the past.
0: In a, a little way. bit, yeah. And I it's hard because like with all these shows, I mean, even with like again euphoria is it it's supposed to take place now, but they're definitely tapping into like early two thousands, like late nineties kind of yeah. fashion and style. Um, so you can't escape that Um, love for the past. Even though yeah. Our generation is obsessed with vintage. Yes, we love vintage. I mean today I'm sporting well the t shirt and the boots are vintage, but the necklace. The necklace. This is actually um Randy Nelville. I cannot (laughs) (laughs) um I'm trying to be extra, remember. Um so uh but yeah aside from I don't know all the I don't know. I can't I mean There's so much, like, reality embedded into it because of, like, our attachment with the past. Mm -hmm. But there's also a lot of fantasy elements because we twist and turn what actually happened into something that is, you know, entertaining and enjoyable to watch now with, like, a a more, (laughs) hopefully, um, inclusive lens and, like, a more, I don't know, because nowadays we're just so much more aware of, like, oh my god, what we did back then was, like, so fucked up and, like, shitty, and, like, it's just so much nicer to be able to approach what we liked about the past in a manner that is, you know, modern, Mm -hmm. and not shitty. Well, still shitty, but not as shitty. So, So,
1: but Mm -hmm. I feel like will will that obsession with the past or vintage, I guess, maybe catch up to us? Because I've
0: been seeing, like,
1: so many of reboots it's reboot central right it now is
0: reboot central. and i
1: hate it because mm-hmm. i'm like if everything is getting rebooted what will be original like for the next generation like that's true and also right now everything's being rebooted what can we truly call ours mm-hmm. personally like yeah. i feel like as mo- as people who are millennials i know mean, they could recall yeah that was ours like or that was our mm. type of thing. I can't recall me probably getting older and sharing something with my kids that's hours and that's hours. That's
0: true. You know what I mean? Yeah, I noticed that. Um, I, I mean, like, there's some things, like, we've talked about, but I don't know. You're right. I mean, because so much of, like, what we do is based off of, um, like, the past mm. in, like, many ways. Like, clothing or what we're watching and what, like, we're doing. um. Like so, I don't know. It just it kind of does suck. I mean, there's some things about now that I think are special, but
1: like what fashion trend can we call ours? To be honest,
0: so true. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like maybe I just haven't been alive and not long enough to like notice that it was like there before. But like, I don't know. I'm seeing like. Like, there's, like, I don't know, if, like, what the style is, but it, like, seems, like, futuristic. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's some people who dress, like, really, like, future Is okay. that, like, a thing that, like, with, like, all those, like, tasselly y strap things and, like, wraps and, like, neutral colors. But, like, I don't know how to describe it, but I feel like people know what I'm talking about. It's just, like, maybe it's not the trends themselves that we're going to create for ourselves, but the aesthetic as a whole. Like, maybe there's going to be, like, a look that is defining of Gen Z, but not so much, like, a personal, like, item of clothing or, yeah. like, a certain film, but maybe just, like, like, A24. Like, that's going to be a very, like, a defining, like, cinema house of our generation, I think. I think so. Because, yeah, because yeah, so. not the films themselves, because they kind of, I mean, maybe, I don't know, but but I think holistically that, that house is going to be... Um, representative of what we like and what we watch as the generation thank you guys so much for listening into this uh, podcast um we had a blast recording this um please follow us on podcast um, on spotify and listen to more we're so excited thank you so much all right so this is bye. ashley signing off Bye. this is not bye <laughs> <laughs>